Welcome back, Other Siders. I am your host, Tiffany Rufino, and I am here with the rally to my campaign, Mr. Rufino. Howdy. Howdy. How's it going? And welcome back to the Other Side podcast. If you are just joining us, welcome to the craziness. And if you've been with us, we're glad that you're crazy with us. So <laughs> thank you for staying. I want to give a couple of shout outs to uh, Patty Keating, Ray Rodriguez, to Ashley Applegate, Jax Faulkner, Ashley Rosado. We have um, Robbie Bird, Anna Meeks. Uh, and Crystal Ward, Mandy Proctor for helping support the other side. And uh, we just thank you for posting it on social media. We appreciate you. Uh, there's also Kyla Cowart, who's out there uh, supporting us. There's so many. Uh, we'll try to name as many as we can on each podcast. But just know that Tracy uh, QB, Debbie Sirocco, the, the love is totally there and totally appreciated. So uh, thank you for that. And also, if you want updates on our podcast, when it's going to hit and maybe some inspirational, motivational, exciting texts every once in a while, go ahead and join us at 386-204-4144 by texting the other side to 386-204-4144. Doesn't cost you anything to sign up other than your standard text messaging plan. And then, Jeffrey, would you like to tell them about being a patron of ours? Oh, yeah. So the uh, we've had some nice support on there. And you can go to patreon.com forward slash Tiffany Rufino and join our Patreon account. And you can get behind the scenes. So what we're trying to do is for every episode, we'll have some sort of behind the scenes extra that you'll find on Patreon. Uh, we'll have monthly... Uh, Q&A sessions, some giveaways. Uh, there are four different tiers that you can sign up for. So, um, you know, you can pick and choose what kind of uh, stuff you want to get. Also, it helps the show grow. So check it out. It helps us go from great to greater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you for that. Uh, okay. So we, well, I started... Uh, this thought process. It always happens. I always have a plan for what I think we're going to talk about. And then the universe goes. For you project management people out there, we have a a Kanban board that uh, has all of our. What do you call it? Kanban. I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's for. Isn't it called a whiteboard? Well, we also have a whiteboard. (laughs) We do some mind mapping and all sorts of stuff for what we want to do with the other side. And right before we have a planned episode and we. Or like maybe the day before, we'll know exactly what we want to talk about. We've taken notes. We've talked about it. And then something will come on the TV or something will show up on social media. Or a life experience. Or something will happen out in the world. And all of a sudden, we'll be like, no, we got to talk about that. And everything changes. Have you guys ever been there? That's never happened, right? Everything (laughs) always goes exactly according to plan. Yeah, you always do your checklist in the order that you uh, see it in. At least I try to. Doesn't work out that way. Anywho, uh, so yesterday I happened to come across a documentary, and it seems like our podcasts are taking on a theme of how to relate documentaries to our, you know, podcast. But that's not the case. This just happened to happen. Now, if I do this for the next four episodes, yeah, we'll revisit that conversation. <laughs> yeah, we'll start a playlist or something. Right, but in one of our last podcasts, I we talked about seeing the signs and not seeing the signs of the direction in your life that you're supposed to go in. Right, and if you don't pay attention to those signs, then the universe just creates bigger signs for you. 
So I watched this podcast, uh, this podcast, I watched this documentary on Netflix. Uh, it's called Magnitude and it was from 2017. So it's not even that it was a new one that popped up. It was one that's been there for a while. And the visual caught me and it kept flashing like these beautiful nature scenes. And I'm not really big into National Geographic documentaries unless it's about an animal that I like or unless it has to do with the water that's that's what really draws me in um but you know it's funny my mom uh hi Marianne Lopez everybody say hi uh, my mom and I were talking about the National Geographic shows on Netflix that she was interested in watching and you know she had watched them and then this one came up yesterday and it caught my eye because it had a massive wave right and I always have a reoccurring dream of a massive wave like I don't even think tidal wave or tsunami is the right term for the wave that I picture in my dreams, but this was the closest visual of a real life wave that I've ever seen that related to my dream. And I was like, okay, maybe I should sit and watch this for a second. Like something's calling me to pay attention. And I think of my mom who started a clothing business when I was growing up and she had called her business Tsunami. And uh, she was really successful at making clothes and, uh, you know, selling them for a little bit. And and it just kind of like tied into, okay, this is a sign. This is calling me. This is calling me. So I watched it and I was just in awe of this wave that, um, or not even the wave, it was this period of time that people would go to Portugal to surf this magnificent wave period. I don't know even, it's not even a current, it's a canyon that's... It's like a surge. It's a surge that happens on a particular day. And it happens because of a canyon that's built underwater. So the tide is just so magnificent that these waves go like six stories and up and people go out there and they surf. And so you have um, this huge cliff where people can stand and the cliff is usually full of bystanders that will go up there and there's a lighthouse there, a beautiful little tiny red lighthouse and people will will watch these surfers surf. And now when the surfers go out there, they're, they're not going by themselves. They're going with somebody on a wave runner who typically tows them out to catch the wave and then the wave runner will go on the other side of the wave and then meet the surfer as they come out of the wave in order to keep them safe and and pull them uh, away from the rough waters and um these waves were just like i i couldn't even i don't know i can't even um describe them they were just magnificent and so i uh, called Jeff in and I said, you have to watch this with me, just like mm-hmm. at least this part, because it was almost like I needed a witness to what I was <laughs> seeing. <laughs> like, can you believe these waves are real? Come look at this. And so what were your thoughts when you first saw it? My first thought, and I'll, I'll just be 100% honest here. When I first saw the wave, my very first thought was, nope. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I would even be in the lighthouse watching it. I was perfectly okay watching it from the living room. Yeah, but, because the wave would come up like, like higher than the cliff, but it was further out from the cliff. Yeah. And so then when I started seeing people actually surf surf it and then um, they, I don't know, they, they went over like, and we'll get into this, but they went over some of like the mishaps that can happen and they kept going out and then you see somebody actually surf this huge wave. And I'm thinking how much commitment you have to have right to uh to master something like that it's it's it was just incredible 
it's funny the uh, mindset that you had watching it versus what I was thinking because you're thinking right away, nope, right? And my first instinct was they make it look so easy. Mm-hmm. Like I could totally do that. Like, you know, just get on the board and stand. Yeah, absolutely. Which I by no means take that to mean that surfing is easy or that it is something that I would be capable of by no means. But I think it's just the visual of, you know, what you think when you first see something like that, that you've never done before kind of speaks to the way that you proceed in life when, you know, certain tasks come up or certain challenges or opportunities. Are you a person that is like, uh, let me just watch from the cliff and make sure everybody's okay and oversee everything. Or are you the one that's like, shoot, I'm going out there and I'm going to ride this wave. Or are you the one that's like, yeah, I'll ride the wave with you, but I'll just be like there to help you when you're like through the wave. I'm not actually going to ride the wave, but I'll be in the water with you. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, it's almost like being a corner man. You know, I'll, I'll make sure that everything. Yeah, I want to be hands on, but not that hands on. Right. And I think that gives, you know, a great analogy to business and to leadership and to different styles. And also, when you think about all of those things, you need somebody that is able to stand on the cliff. You need somebody that's surfing the wave and you need somebody that's there on the other side of the wave. So you're kind of forming... Uh, a a triangle in a sense with the people that are involved in scenarios as you move through life. Um, So I think there's also risks with all three of those positions, right? Because the bystander standers are the ones that are watching, um, but they're still at a risk being as high up as the wave itself. And they're at a risk of the wave, you know, being higher than they anticipated and washing over them. And then they could be in a position where they're washed off the cliff. So there's a danger there. Has it happened? Not that I'm aware of. But is there a risk there? Absolutely. Is the risk as risky as being the surfer or the wave runner? I would venture to say no. Would you agree? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% in agreement with that. Uh, if I had to pick one of the three... For this scenario, I would definitely be on the cliff as far as risk goes. Yeah. And then the people that they interviewed first, there was Toby and Andre. And uh, Toby was the one that had moved from California to Portugal just for this purpose. He has now been in Portugal, at least by the time of this documentary, for about three years. And uh, him and Andre are partners, and they both go out into the water together to... um, you know, take on these massive waves. And as Toby was talking, you couldn't really tell who was the surfer and who was the the wave runner operator uh, just by the way that they spoke. And so I don't know what drew me to think that Toby was the surfer. I don't know if it was because he was so committed to move from, you know, one country to another just for this purpose, or if it was the way that he spoke about it. But He was so confident and so passionate about it that I just, I guess, assumed that he was a surfer. And then Andre spoke and he said that, uh, you know, he trusts Toby with his life and that they have a really great partnership. And in order to do this together, you have to trust that person that much. And, uh, you know, this episode or this movie, I'm not sure if it's episodes. I didn't even get that far because I was just so like enthralled with this. There's other extreme 
temperatures, weather uh, experiences that they cover, you know, like going at the top of a mountain and uh, skiing down the toppest, the toppest, the highest mountain out there or going on an extreme bike trail, not the same people, but just different adventures in different environments. Um, and in every one that I happened to catch, which was three of them, they all spoke about when you go out there and you are committed to doing this thing, this adventure, once you are there, you are committed. You cannot go halfway. You cannot go, excuse my French, half-ass. Like your life and other people's lives depend on you. And you are putting people at risk if you say yes. And then once you take that step, you're like, oh, wait, no, just kidding. I can't do this. Uh, and I thought, wow, when you think about that, that's that's exactly what leadership is. Mm -hmm. When you take on a role of being a leader, uh, you can't go half in. It's all or nothing. And if you put your foot out there and you're like, yeah, I don't think this is for me anymore. The ripple effect is limitless. Hey, other siders. Are you looking for the perfect decoration to adorn your home with? Or what about a seasonal wreath for your favorite holiday exactly the way that you want it? Limitless Adornments creates beautifully unique, 100% custom wreaths all year round. Each wreath is handmade and custom made to celebrate your favorite holiday, hobby, or just a place in your home. If you're interested in placing a custom order for your own personalized wreath, look up Limitless Adornments on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy to make your perfect wreath a reality. Mention the other side to receive 10% off your first order. Okay, so I couldn't resist myself with saying lim limitless at that point because it just it just fit. But when you think back to being a leader and then I don't mean like, you know, after a certain amount of years, you decide to retire, or you step out of the role or decide, you know, I've done what I needed to do at this point. So I'm just going to now step away and do something new. I mean, like when you first commit to all right, this is my first step into leadership. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to lead this this team of amazing people, right? And then you take one foot, like you put one foot in and you take foot out, you do the hokey mm -hmm. pokey and you turn yourself around and get the heck out of there. The ripple effect is that, well, now the team is left without a leader, right? And then they're thinking, okay, well, is it us? Like, did they not like us or people can't handle us? So it starts to become even harder for the next leader who then comes in and treats the team differently because they're reacting differently based on the first leader that left them. And then it just keeps going on and on. I can tell you um, at a previous place that I like the, the place I worked at prior to, to where I am now, um, there was a string of level two managers. You can call it an area manager, a district manager, a district leader, whatever. And our area was kind of like this hybrid with two regions because we're in a small, a small area, right? And basically area or district managers would go there in order to take a stepping stone to get somewhere else. So if they would send people there that were maybe from a different line of business and needed experience in our line of business in order to make their resume complete, right? And so we went through so many of them that anytime one would come in, they would come in saying, here's what we're going to do, rah, rah. And the ones of us that had been there for a while would just look at them and say, look, I've seen about a dozen of you. 
there's nothing you're going to say that's going to convince me that you're not going to be gone in six months. So, you know, fine, have your lame duck session or whatever. And that really was the attitude that everybody had. It was just like, eh, yeah, you, you know, you're, you're going to do such great things, but whatever. I don't, I don't believe you. Um, and that's kind of the experience that, uh, that those level twos had. It was really born from the fact that so many of them had gone through that, that area. I think that's a, um, a point that we should bring up for our after show. Cause I have a question around that. So if you're part of our, uh, Patreon team, you'll get to hear our conversation that branches off on that piece. But, uh, so yeah, you have the, the leader that doesn't commit. Um, and, and then the other part was being passionate about it is that you have to love it. Um, which I think they meant in that that'll help you with your commitment, but also that'll help you with preparing for, uh, any case scenario, because they do talk about the dangers of what could happen for the risk, but they practice and they play those out and they communicate with each other. And I think that all just comes back to leadership, but it also comes back to a personal relationship with your family too. Right? Like I remember, uh, you know, growing up and in school, we would have the fire drills. So you would practice in school. What's the path that you take to get out so that you were safe, uh, or they would take you to the firehouse and, you know, uh, reenact what it would look like if there was a real fire with like a, a fake made home and you had to crawl under things. And I don't know if you ever did that in school, but we did. They prepared us for, you know, a lot of things. But even in marriage and in relationships, communication. Okay, so what do we do if this happens? What's the next step if this should happen? And we run. Yeah, always run away quickly. <laughs> uh, you know, there's uh, things like will preparations and life insurance and, um, you know, just insurance in general. Do you get which level of insurance do you get? What happens if one of us gets sick or if we need this or like all the things? So we do that in life already. It's just the more dangerous a situation is that you're about to put yourself at risk for, the more critical it is, I believe, to be prepared and um, have your team be just as prepared as you, if not more. And if you uh, listen back to our uh, last podcast on um, standards being too high, I don't, I don't think any standard could be too high when such a high risk is involved. Yeah, the higher the risk, um, you know, they say big risk, big reward. And big risk is also big communication, big standards, big quality. Um, one thing to put a caveat on that is, yes, it's high risk, high reward, but you also want to be cognizant of what kind of reward, because in some cases, the expectation of a reward gets so high that you almost want to, um, I don't know if it's like do anything, you're not doing anything illegal, but like you want to always be mindful of ethics and uh, make sure that you're always doing the right thing. And everything else will come. I just thought I had to inject that in there. Well, I think that's a great point because then you think about, all right, so if you if you choose to be the leader who's out there surfing this magnificent mother nature, unpredictable wave, that's just like breathtaking, right? Um, think about the bystanders. The reward is there no matter what. The reward of taking pictures of the wave, the mm -hmm. reward of taking great shots of these professional surfers, because there's only a handful that have been able to surf this wave successfully, right? Or, unfortunately, there's also a reward if the surfer gets hurt, 
because you have a story to tell, you have pictures to share, and that's like the headline grabbing things that outlets, like news outlets or media outlets look for to draw attention to their website. And the bystander that has the most material can send it to these places, get paid for it, which is the reward. Mm -hmm. And in turn, you know, this becomes a story. Unfortunately, it may become tragic, but there's a reward there that's, you know, for the tragedy that happens. And that's exactly what I mean is where you want to be cognizant. So in some cases, like, let's say, God forbid, something was to happen. And I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. You want to be cognizant of, hey, am I profiting off of something I shouldn't be? Am I uh, maybe putting information out that I shouldn't too early, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just one example. But to translate it to business, there are cases where you took a huge risk, but maybe you should also be cognizant of who else you're involving in that risk for you to get your reward. Absolutely. Because I think about if you're a bystander taking those pictures, what if you have your kids with you and your hope is that you're going to catch something tragic and unfortunately your kids do too. Yeah, God God forbid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you have, you know, the person that's the surfer. And I think in order for the surfer, Andre in this case was the surfer, and for him to be able to go out there, he needed a partner to bring him on the wave runner, which is equally as dangerous because there are uh, these massive white rapids that happen due to the size of the waves and due to where the cliffs are, that it's really hard for the wave runner to navigate through these uh, treacherous, treacherous waters to the point where we watched where, you know, they were like flying in the air and the wave runner is flopping down and you have the surfer that's trying to hang on to like the tow board in the back of the wave runner. And that seems even more dangerous at some points than just riding the wave. But I think for the partnership of the person that's leading, like, I, I think they're co-leaders in that sense, right? You just have the one that's proactive and the one that's reactive. And the one that's proactive has to make sure that, you know, as a surfer, they're looking out for their wave runner in that, okay, we're going to take this wave, but I got to make sure that I'm seeing how the wave curves so that you as the wave runner can get out of the way quick enough if I'm going to let go and take this wave so that this way you can be on the back of the wave or the other side of the wave um, <laughs> and then be able to go further out and come back around to come get me instead of being me going last minute. Uh, okay. Yeah. I got to take this wave and you on the wave runner get caught in the turn of the wave and you get crushed. A running theme in a lot on some of our recent episodes has been communication. And I think that is kind of where the, um, the success or failure of some of these relationship rest uh, relationships rests. <laughs> Maybe you want to go back on that one. <laughs> nah, let's keep it. <laughs> Whatever. So we flub words over here and we just keep it. That's, that's how we roll. But um, with that communication comes the fact that like it, if you were to relate it to your business, maybe you do have a group that is your risk assessment or your loss prevention or whatever. And they are, you know, reactive in some ways, proactive in some ways, but their success and failure rests on how you communicate. Like you're in your envi your business environment, you know what's going on. And if there's something that they need, like if there's something you need to know, they're obviously going to communicate it to you or hopefully, right? In the same way, you should communicate it to them. And that's where those business relationships uh, become cultivated 
is in really good communication and the trust is built so that people know they can do their job without and, and focus on their job without having to worry about if you're going to have their back. Mm-hmm. And so then you have, well, let me ask you, when you watched it, who did you think was the leader, the surfer or the wave runner? I didn't see it as a leader uh, role. And in a lot of environments where it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm used to seeing things like, for example, I watch a lot of boxing and a lot of people don't realize that when you're watching a boxer, the boxer is just one part of a huge team of people who helped him train, helped him spar, cut man, trainer, people who watch tape, et cetera, et cetera. And I almost see like the surfer and wave runner relationship as that kind of partnership where you have the guy on the board, he is the surfer, he's going to be doing the thing, but at the same time, he wouldn't be able to, like, the, the person on the wave runner is not, you know, he's not leading that person. They're, they're kind of almost equal in a way. Uh, I almost, uh, you they're can probably, also say the same thing hmm. with, like, actors and, uh, you know, like an actor that that's always thanking the writers, the directors, and the people behind the scenes. So it's that kind of partnership also. Where there's, I think there's a leader in their role. Right. Yeah. So as a surfer, my again, my role is to go out there and do what I'm supposed to do and uh, lead my wave runner support safety because at a split second, we're going to switch roles. And now the wave runner is going to be the leader in ensuring the surfer safety. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with. Maybe you're a leader and you have an assistant leader or you're a manager, hopefully transitioning to leader and you have an assistant manager or, you know, any uh, co-relationship where the goal is always the same, but you're working together to achieve that goal. And it's communicating verbally, but also non-verbally with uh, body language, with facial expressions, um, you know, because sometimes the other person either doesn't hear the message or they literally can't hear the message based on where you're at you know if you have somebody that is traveling maybe your uh, leader is traveling and so you're the assistant leader taking on the role of taking over the store uh you can't see or hear any of those things without uh adding context so you have to understand your person your leader very well and have a solid foundation in order to understand the intentions behind things otherwise you could waste a lot of time spent on overthinking overthinking what the person meant or overthinking the emotions behind what was said when really it was just a matter of communicating what needed to get done. Another thing, and I guess this is the the other side of that, is that those relationships also take time to build. So if it's a new relationship where you have a new partnership, whether it's manager and assistant manager, leader, assistant leader, etc., or, uh, you know, the project manager and all the people that partner with them on their separate projects, you're not going to have the exact same communication and the exact same relationship on day one as you will on year one, as you will on year five, etc. So the longer that you guys work together and have consistent um, communication, consistent performance, you'll go from great to greater. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking no, I'm that's with actually you. Then. 100% correct. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, even us in our marriage, we've gone from great to greater in our communication and 
gotten past the point of uh, tiptoeing early on to just full out saying what it is and and moving forward from there with the intention of always going from grade to greater. And, uh, you know, I think that's another side story to talk about, too, um, for our behind the scenes uh, commenting on a conversation that we've had together. But when you take it back to being the bystander, the go-getter, or the co-go-getter, equal, I think all these roles are important. None of them are less important than the other. I think it's always what is the intention. And uh, in either role, there's risk. And in all of the roles, there has to be a passion for being there. And if you're a bystander and you're not passionate about what you're watching or what you're doing as you're watching it or, you know, how you're participating, then maybe you need to take a step back and say, okay, why is that? What's holding me back from being the surfer, the wave runner? Or is it, why am I even by the ocean when I was meant to be in the snow? Right. Or if you are the surfer, if you're not, not passionate about it, uh, that wave will find out very quickly how not passionate you are. <laughs> and so will the person that is there supporting you when they don't see you come out on the other side. And for the person that has the the tools, the wave runner to make it happen, to bring you out there and to take you out of it. If they don't support you or if your relationship isn't solid, then whatever your goal is together is not going to be achieved. So if you're feeling that right now, if you're feeling some sort of environment where like the energy is just off, keep in mind uh, Mercury is in retrograde. So give it some time (laughs) that there's a full moon coming up. But also there's some communication that may need to happen. And it's okay to sit down and be like, listen, I'm feeling like things aren't going right like the energy between us feels off let's talk about why and here's some facts to support that and uh that'll take you to the other side so until then stay safe stay healthy and we'll talk to you later thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe and share we'll see you next time on the other side enterprise